It's Chris Jericho, yes, the wrestler, and he's on with us via Skype from his rock band Fozzie talking about the new album called Judas. You can see the video version of this up on YouTube. Look, I'm here. It's okay. And now, look at this. Boom, look at that. All set and ready to go here today. Hey, so, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Brian, make sure you leave all this in. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. You know what? I'm just going to hold it. Forget it. It's a little bit shaky. Your fans just got to deal with it. Yeah, Yeah, just come on, deal. Uh, uh, you're drinking water. Today's episode is brought to you by beer over beer. here on our end. And, and not, just, water. not just any beer, but uh, Iron Maiden beer. Yeah. How, how do you know this is just water, though? The Trooper beer. We don't. Could be vodka on the rocks. Uh, jumping George Harrison Beatles vodka. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the new album is titled Judas? Yes. Okay. All right. How does yeah, the song is Judas, the album is Judas. Now, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Were you a musician who got into wrestling, or were you a wrestler who said, you know, I've always wanted to do this music thing and then jumped into being a rock star? No, I wanted to do both of them since I was a kid, and I was actually in bands since I was 14 years old. Okay. Wrestling right. took off first, but I always still played in bands. That's cool. I did so. the same thing, and, uh, and radio took off first, and then when I found out how uh, miserable it can be being married to four other band members. I said, you know, i got to do the one that's going to pay the bills right now. So, it's not but, easy, man. I'll tell you that. You know but, that for sure. I, t- I, I never knew about your wrestling career, though. Can you tell me about it? No, no, no. It was, uh, it was, it oh, was you, radio and rock star. <laughs> oh, I thought so you did the same My thing. wrestling it career is radio. Whenever you got a guy that said he was a wrestler and, and, and uh, you know, he's lying, and you're like, what uh, was your name? They always go, Mr. X. <laughs> Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> X was. So maybe an ugly shirt guy was Mr. X. Yeah. Have, have you ever body slammed a fan uh, at a, uh, like a meet and greet or anything? I'm sure you get asked like weird like requests all the time. Yeah, I go beat up fans and wrestle with them all the time. That's yeah. what I do. No, I've never body slammed a fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, in, Dude, in all honesty, uh, my our, our station manager at the radio station I work with once asked a wrestler to body slam him, and he did. Wow. And he said, man, it really hurt. And I said, well, yeah, it's because, Duh. you know, <laughs> it really hurts. Anyways, let's... So, you know, yes, let's uh, jump into track number one, the title track from the album called Judas from Fozzie. Check it out. But what are you laughing about? Remember when we were at that event in Vegas and I kept asking that writer from the Rolling Stone, but are you beautiful on the inside? <laughs> I you're remembering that. Man, great hook. Where do you get your inspiration from? Yeah. 
And congratulations. I mean, the song is one of the most played songs in the country as of this date right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, w- well-deserved. It, it, it makes it uh, it's so much different now that we have Judas, you know, as this huge song. Because we've had big songs before, but nothing like this. And he said, number one on Saturday Radio for five weeks now. And yeah. cracked top 20 on Billboard and top 15 on rock radio with great stations like yourself supporting and playing it. And I think almost 9 million views on YouTube. So it's just... It's just it's, it's taken a life of its own. It's still growing four months after his release, which is, just blows my mind. Yeah, you know, they say that the uh, the faster a song goes up the chart, the faster it's going to fall and, and be yeah. done. So you want it to build kind of slow, and then you want to maintain that momentum as long as you can. And those tracks become the songs that you hear three, four, five, ten years down the line, right? It's interesting, man. It's a good point because I was almost uh, comparing it with, like, the rise of Iron Maiden, let's say. Yeah. Never really- Support, just continue to tour and slowly grow the fan base. It's like a pyramid scheme. So by the time you get to the top of the pyramid, each level is stronger and stronger. And you have this base level of fans, which will do anything that you want. And that's kind of what's going on with Judas. We have this amazing support group that's just continuing to grow. And other people that have never heard of our band or have heard of us but never actually listened are now getting this song kind of drummed into the head, and it's a great thing. Okay, so you start the record with Judas. The album is called Judas. You're wearing a striper shirt. The second song in the album is Drinking with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Seems yeah. to be a theme here. It's a theme. Tell it's me about... We got, we got Judas and Jesus, and we got wolves and bulls on this record, man. We got everything. And and there are no low spots on this record. There, you're not going to find a song on this album where you're going to be holding up a lighter and waving your hands back and forth. The album just kills from the first note right to the last. Yeah, it just keeps going. Um, do you guys have any ballads in your yeah, repertoire? We, just ballads. we have a song called Inside My Head from uh, Sin and Bones, which is really popular one live. And then my last record, Do You Want, do you want to Start a War, we have a song called Died With You. But this record, um, we really set out to do almost, we, you know, like, like if, if it was 1987, again, you talk about App Tape Destruction or NXS Kick right. or Death Leopard Hysteria, where there was five, six singles from an album. That's what we wanted from this album. We wanted every song to be a single, have single potential. And even when we were recording it, it's like, does this have a single hook? Could this be a single? And none of the songs were slower ones. The Wordsworth Way, for example, which we'll talk about, is very heavy and, and it's kind of mid-paced. So it gets fast at the end, like, I guess, like a fade to black or something like that. But there really is no acoustic ballad, you know, look into my eyes, I love you, baby, type songs in this record. Because it wasn't really the vibe. It's a dark record. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of the songwriting input from Johnny Andrews, who produced the record. Uh, he's a dark guy. Uh, my lyrics tend to be dark, at least the ones that were used on this record. First time working so, with Johnny? Johnny Andrews, yeah. Yeah. So the first he, time you've worked with him? We worked with him uh, on Lights Go Out, which okay. was the big song to date for us on the last record. And we decided, Rich Ward and myself, that we wanted to work with a, with a producer. We, we've always kind of self-produced. And, you know, in the fine tradition of Metallica with Bob, uh, Bob Rock or um, Kiss with Bob Ezrin or ACDC with uh, Robert Lang. Lang is a lot of Bobs. All these Bobs, yeah. you got to be a Bob if you want to be a good producer. But uh, there was no Bobs available, so we went for Johnny, which is the second best. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so his input is all over this record. Him and Rich co-wrote most of the songs, which is different for us, too. Usually I write all the lyrics, but this time it wasn't the case. Johnny wrote a lot of lyrics, and I wrote uh, three songs of lyrics. But... Um, 
all that matters is the song, and all that matters is that the record is, is filled with 11 singles, like we said, and then yeah. that's kind of what we ended up with. Well, let's take a look and listen yeah. to the next song, Drinking, Drinking with Jesus. With Jesus. never gone drinking with Jesus, but I have said his name after a few too many around the porcelain god. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay, so tell me about what you're. What What do you mean when you say drinking with Jesus? Where was your head at? Well, the, the lyrics for this one is they, like, you know, it's kind of like a, a modern version of George Thurgood's "They Drink Alone." Okay, uh, kind of a saying uh, on the street that the kids use: "Drinking with Jesus." I got no one to hang out with. Who's gonna hang out with myself? Just me and the Lord. Just me and Jesus having a couple drinks, and that's basically what the song is. And this is a song that, as soon as I heard it, we knew it had to be the second song on the record. It's yeah. also what's called the instant gratification track, which means if you pre-order the record, this is the first song that you hear. You get the song instantly. Okay. And I wanted, I wanted the next song that people heard after Judas to be this, because this is more of a rocker to take the roof down on the car, drive you know as fast as you can at midnight, have a couple drinks on the way. Um, great guitar solos, which Judas does not have. There's no solos in Judas. So I wanted to be like, okay, we heard Judas, we've been sitting on this song for four or five months, what's the next song for this record? And then this one comes out of the gate and kicks you right in the fucking face. And that's kind of, a, I think, a great statement, a great one-two punch to kick the record off. I like it. Let's move on to uh, cut number three on the album. The song is called Painless. Very, very big choruses. Um, do you guys write collaboratively as a group in pre-production, or is it something that you put together all the riffs and then take them to the rest of the band and say, here's how the bass is going to go, here's how the drums are going to go, no, here's your part? No, I am not the riff guy in this band. That's Rich Ward. And Rich and Johnny basically wrote all these songs together uh, with the lyrical contributions that I have on three songs, which are Words with Wade, Running with the Bulls, and Three Days in Jail. But the rest were all Rich and Johnny, uh, Johnny type tunes. So that's the thing. It's like, 
they wrote a lot of the songs, but it's up to me. They wrote them, I sell them. Okay. You know, I don't want to sell them with the vocals. And, and the lyrics really fit. I mean, Judas is something everyone can relate to. Drinking with Jesus is something you can relate to. Painless is something you can relate to. And actually, Painless uh, is the next song that we're going to shoot a video for, which will be kind of the sequel to Judas, which I'm really excited about. But there was actually a lot of uh, heated debates, shall I say, with the record company between Painless and Judas as to which song would be the first single you know, 100 years ago. I insisted that Judas should be first. Uh, we made the right decision. Now, Painless is like Son of Judas in that it's got the same vibe, but it's a huge chorus with two or three hooks in there. Um, it's the perfect second single for, for the record. So, Chris Jericho, let me ask you, did you think that this was going to be easier based on your fame as a wrestler, that it would just be a natural, and because of all your exposure, you'd have that immediate fan base and immediate airplay? Has, has, it, has it been different than what you had anticipated getting into this as a musician and as a rock star? No, not really, because this is our seventh record now. And so I it's never, been a long haul. Yeah, and I never came into this thinking, oh, this is a vanity project, and I'm Chris Jericho from wrestling, so everyone's going to love it. That's the wrong attitude to have, because we've seen a lot of those kind of celebrity, uh, you know, return of Bruno, dog star type things. This is more, you know, I talk to Taylor Momsen about it all the time. You know, I think when we first started, people thought that I was going to be coming on stage wearing spandex and singing about body slams, and she's like, yeah. People used to think I was going to come on stage wearing a Cindy Lou Who costume and quoting The Grinch is Still Christmas. That would be kind of hot, though, actually. Kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, but I think it's like, it takes a while to get people's respect and people to understand and the trust that this is the real deal. And I think when Sin and Bones came out in 2012, that's when this whole kind of fozzy uh, renaissance started to where now with Judas being as big as it is, if there's anybody still stuck on the fact that Chris Jericho was arrested, there's really nothing more we can do about it. Because it's either good music or bad music. You know, Slipknot wears masks, Kiss wears makeup. Okay, great. After the gimmick is done, how's the music? If the music is good, the band will continue to exist and grow like Fozzie has. Yeah, will there be anything uh, left at the end of the day? And you hope that there is, because you kind of need that. Uh, to, you know, to, to you need the residuals. You need the, you know, those publishing dollars to hopefully be able to take you and and your children and your children's children. Uh, yeah. to, to their well, you know, rock and roll. If you're in rock and roll for the money, you know, be prepared to starve for a long time. Good luck. It right. takes a while. We we are we're not Metallica, but we're a big band. You know, in the big leagues at this point in time. So we've always been self-sufficient. We've always been. We've never done a tour. Well, I shouldn't say never. It's very rare that we do a tour when you lose money. But you can see the difference now with Judas, just in the crowds, the size of the crowds, the reaction to the band, the buzz mm-hmm. of the band. It really makes a difference when you get that radio play and you get that quote-unquote hit single. All right, let's move on to uh, cut number four, Weight of My World. Love that groove. (laughs) Sorry, Chris, the music was drowning me out. I, I, I don't know what you just said, but... I didn't say anything. Okay.
This one's very catchy. Now I hear that as a as a as an obvious single. I don't know if uh, you know your your discussions with management have said, yeah, I think that's going to be uh, cut number track number three or whatever. Yeah, very that catchy. was kind of a, a direct relation to lights go out. It's kind of this new genre of music, which is kind of the dance music, uh, rock, pop. I don't know exactly what it is, but strippers love it, and that's the thing about that song. Uh, yeah, so no, it's it's a great crossover. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, funny. Lights go out was actually top ten on the stripper DJ charts for like four months. It was actually a thing, the stripper DJ charts. So yeah. this no way. Be a bit of stripper DJ, DJ wow. Wow. Okay, let's let's move on to uh, now. This one's got a weird title. Is there a street called Wordsworth Way, or what were you? What's this is kind of the centerpiece of the record for me. I wrote this about um, my mother passing away and kind of childhood memories. And actually, the last time I saw her, not to get too heavy, was standing in the driveway on the street where I grew up in, in Wordsworth Way in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. So there actually is a Wordsworth Way, and that's where I grew up when I was a kid. So this actually, I got this idea from the last U2 record, Songs of Innocence, where there's a song I think called Cedar cedar ridge road or something that bonner wrote and i was like that's a great idea i'm gonna do the same thing with wordsworth way and that's uh, kind of where i'll start and this is the one song on the record that was pretty much written by me uh, untouched uh lyrically no uh no um changes whatsoever this is from the printed page straight to the straight to the studio okay let's take a listen very epic now yeah it epic. is <laughs> sounds like a wrestler walking into the ring Love the uh, the percussion and who's playing keys on this? Uh, Rich Ward and Johnny Andrews. Okay, you know, you know when, you, when you get in the studio, it's probably whoever just sits down and nails it first. Yeah, it starts starts <laughs> yeah. laying down those those kind of those hidden melodies back in the yeah. Uh, now now when you go, of, there's a lot of ear candy and fuzzy records. Always, it's the type of uh, we're the type of band. The more you listen to the songs, the more stuff you hear. So like I'm painless. I just heard something I never heard before. There's like a, like a fire gong in the background, but there's always little things like that involved in the songs. Now, do, does this okay? Does the I, does the candy translate live, or are you gonna are you gonna well, are you gonna track that in the background, or is somebody gonna actually? Yeah, you, you, you know, we use tracks for stuff like that in the background. Um, just makes it sound more full. You know what I mean? There's never really vocal tracks in that, but for for the 
for like the ear can, you'll have little tracks in the back that kind of spice things up. I think most bands nowadays do that. Sure. Let's move on to uh, cut number six, Burn Me Out. It's Fozzie. And another one with a really cool, intriguing yeah. riff right there. That upbeat, you know, yeah. is it typical. Totally hear a dance remix. I, you know, this this is again, it's another one of those that I think will will again cross over rock and pop and and uh, which just expands your audience, right? Ultimately, absolutely. And that's one thing for our band. We have adopted this for the last three records for sure. It's like our favorite bands are you know YouTube, Guns N' Roses, Beatles, you know bands like that, uh, Zeppelin that weren't afraid to change their style. You know, David Bowie still keeping it within the realm of what they are, but not being afraid to add different elements and different grooves and different sounds to make it never the same thing twice. And then we love that, that, that idea. Are you guys tight with uh, Nikki six or with uh, with Zach wild? Cause I hear uh, some of the guitar work on this record really reminds me of some of Zach wild's better work. And actually, uh, Rich Ward is one of Zach wild's favorite guitar players. They, uh-huh. uh, they're, they're buddies and Zach's always been a rich fan. Obviously we're big Zach fans as well. Okay, and how about Nikki? I don't really know Nikki too well. I mean, obviously, um, I'm a Motley Crue fan, but um, never really spent a lot of time with him. You know, as a bass player, I think his first two records were his best work for sure, but a great songwriter, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mentioned these other people because on uh, Three Days in Jail, it sounds like you have a special guest throwing down some a uh, little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of rap in there. Yeah, it's a guy called Hyro the Hero. Uh, Hyro, sorry, Hyro the Hero. Hyro the Hero. And uh, this is a guy that um, the, the Century Media, our record company, suggested we use. We were looking for uh, a rapper. We actually had a guy who's pretty famous laid on a part, but he couldn't get approval from his record company. Oh. So it's a drag because, you know, you hear the song, and it's like, oh, we, that's, that's it, that's it, we got it. But, you know, things happen, so we were able to get Hyro involved, and uh, he did a tremendous job, and... Um, it just added a great element for this. It's, it's a really cool song based on experience, and uh, we wanted to have kind of a rap vibe in it, uh, and we got it. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Papa Roach. Let's take a listen to it. It's Three Days in Jail. Used to come. 
And there's High Road to Hero. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Wow, very cool, man. I mean, uh, uh, why decide to put uh, a rapper on this? Did, did the song come first and you got to a breakdown and you said, man, it would yeah. really sound cool if we had a ri- real rhythmic singer in here? Yeah, we've done that before on the uh, All the Remains record. We've got a bone crusher on a song called It's a Lie. And um, we're very much in tune with that. And obviously, Stuck Mojo, Rich's other band, with a, has a rapper as a singer. Mm-hmm. And um, it just seemed to fit. You know, we've always had guest, guests on, on the Fozzie records. And this one, it was just a natural thing. It would sound really good with a really cool rap in there. Okay. We don't write it. We just kind of say, here's, here's your 12 bars. What do you got? And after... Um, the one guy that we, that we had the track for, we could use. And we had a couple guys kind of audition for the part, and Iris was was our favorite. Okay, I can imagine your world is just insane, like all the time with all the stuff you got going on. What does a typical weekend look like at your place when you're not out on the road touring or working on a record? Yeah, I mean, it's never really a typical weekend. There's always something going on. Like you know, even tonight, it's uh, first day back at school from the hurricane, and it's like, oh, I gotta go. Uh, here's dinner, and I gotta do an interview, and then I gotta go back and get the kids ready for bed, and you know, take them to whatever activities they have. So when I'm at home, it's, it's kids' time for sure. Are you in Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. absolutely no idea. I, I, yeah, yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Wow, okay. I'm glad you're yeah. safe. So you guys didn't experience yeah. any damage there. We, uh, we were right in the eye of the hurricane. We got oh. really lucky and didn't have any, any real issues. So we got real lucky. So you guys have the plot of land that's at uh, is three feet above three or sea four level. feet above sea level, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move. Let's move along here uh, to elevator. elevator. It's Fozzie. Step inside We're gonna take a ride To the promised land Heaven is in our hands We've all been down There's only one way out Cause when you're Another great song. Andy, knowing you as well as I do, I think that this is going to be like top five in your car stereo system. This guy's got a, a Porsche Cayenne. He drives like he stole the damn thing. And, 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 I, and I know his habits. He's going to be cranking I, this thing to 11. I did I did actually find out the limit of these new tires. And they're not as good as the old ones because I was actually able to break it free around a corner today. And Oh, really? Yeah, it was kind of, oh. kind of fun. A little nice. scary? Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that was the first song that I heard as far as demos. Yeah. And that was a song that originally Johnny wrote, I believe, with Three Days Grace. And then Ooh, it's got that something vibe. changed, and they decided they didn't want to do it. So then Johnny brought it to us, and we kind of gave it a little bit of a reworking and a rehashing, and Fozzieized it, and uh, here we are. So that that was another song that was originally like uh, single worthy. And what happens sometimes when you do a record, you hear a song, you're like, "That's the single," and then suddenly three or four others pop up ahead of it, and you're kind of like, "Well, that's a good tune," you know. Yeah. Kind of, Goes down the ladder a bit. Those are better. Um, okay, so have you ever done running with the bulls? 
Have I ever done? No, I never have. No, I haven't. You talking about like in Spain or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Would that interest yeah. you at all to do something like that, or is that a little too? Yeah, I, mean, I know some guys that have done that, but I'm not really like I'm not a thrill seeker in that respect. Thr- any type of thrills we might die at the end of it has never uh, been my thing. This is Chris uh, Jericho like saying this, right? <laughs> I, like, I like writing songs that uh, use analogies uh, towards it. That okay. This is kind of uh, what it's like kind of running with the pack sort of a thing and being uh, kind of just settling for, for what everyone else settles for. You're running with the bulls. You're running with everybody else. You're not breaking, breaking away on your own. So okay. that type of a vibe to this song. This is one of my favorites, Running with the Bulls from Fozzie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so you've been to Spain before, yeah? I've what now? Yeah, I said you've been, been to Spain. Spain. I've been there with WWE and Fozzie's never played Spain. And yeah. I apologize. Our lighting is absolutely horrible. We're getting into that time of year where the storms come rolling in on the uh, off of the Sierra in the late afternoon. And so usually the light is horrible on me because this guy owns the lighting rig and he always wants to look better than me in these, uh, in these things. Yeah, you got to do what I'm doing. I'm sitting in front of my computer and just turning <laughs> it on when it gets dark. So that's why I have this light shining. <laughs> well, I, you know, I have this other computer over here because I uh, – I, I tried to slave my CD player. I tried to, you know, kind of record the music and have it on a CD right here at my fingertips. Yeah. But every single time I tried to do that, it just sounded like crap. And so I said, well, I'll just I'll play the SoundCloud stuff here. So let's let's move along to uh, cut number 10 on the album. There's 11 songs total. We're near the end. The song is Capsized from Fozzie. goes again doing one hook and then another hook right on the top of the first hook that uh, perplexes everybody capsized 
from Fozzie. Wow, another Dynamite song, man. Where do you get your inspiration from, by the way? Uh, is it like true life events, or is it like from reading stuff, or personal? It's all, it's all budget. It's funny, too, with Capsize. When you mentioned Elevator, and I heard that the first, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. The first time I heard Capsize, I was like, I don't think this is worthy. I don't think it's good enough. Hmm. And then one day I just heard it again, and I was like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. So some songs are growers, you know? Um, Inspiration-wise, I've been worse with way that's life experience, uh, three days in jail, life experience, mm. running with the bulls, just an idea that I had. Sometimes I see a, a, a song title, something interesting that I'll write it down as a song title, like, Do You Want to Start a War? From the last record, I got that from Green Day um, before, I think, he plays Holiday. He goes, Do You Want to Start a War? Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good title. So just different ideas come to you from different places, and then uh, you just kind of go from there. So you have an opportunity to uh, collaborate with any musician, alive or dead. Who would that be? See, to me, it's interesting because it's all it's all about the song. You know, like we we did a song called "She's My Addiction" on Sin and Bones. That's like this is like perfect for Phil Campbell of Motorhead. We do Phil. This is <laughs> yeah. Motorhead solo. So we called Phil. You know, or we did. Um, do you want to start a war? I'll make a song called "Tonight." And there was a real cool middle section that's like that sounds like. Something that, that uh, Michael Starr would kill from Steel Panthers. So yeah. we called yeah. Michael and he did it. Like this one, he did a rock or fire here. So it all depends on the tune. I'd love to say, okay, let me sit down with you know James Hetfield and let's write a song. Yeah. Or let me sit down with McCartney and let's write a song. But if you try and force it, sometimes it doesn't work. So to me, it's about let's come up with an idea for a song and then see like what would fit here. If it's not somebody within our band... Who would be great on this? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's usually the best way to find the guys that you want to collaborate with. And most musicians want to collaborate. Like in Shadows and Sandpaper, you know, we like I said, somebody else needs to sing this middle part. Shadows would be great. I called him up. He took a pass at it. He rearranged it a bit. And suddenly we get a huge song out of it. So it all depends on what's right. Very cool. The album uh, wraps up with a song called "Wolves at Bay." It's interesting you mentioned James Hetfield because even from the start of this with those kind of dueling uh, uh, harmony guitars, it has that very Metallica vibe to it. There you have it, the album Judas from Fozzie, Chris Jericho. Fantastic. Uh, what's I uh, say about the Wolves at Bay, it's funny because Johnny was very reticent about, um, you know, he's very hands-on as a producer should be. And a lot of times, like, this one doesn't get a solo, this one doesn't get a solo, this one is too metal. So we're like, can we have one heavy metal song? Yeah. Just give us one. Like, just one where it's just balls to the wall, thrashing, old-school Fozzie. He's like, okay, you get one. But even then, he was like, this chorus is too long, this this yeah. verse is too long, but that's like, that's like the damage incorporated. Let's end it off with a real thrasher, killer tune with some great solos and a great chorus. It's going to translate live. So it's, it, Judas is the perfect opener, and I knew it as soon as I heard it. 
And Wolves is the perfect closer. I knew that as soon as I heard it. I completely agree. And this album available for human consumption out to the public when? Uh, October 13th, man. It's okay. almost here. Yeah. Wow, okay. And I, I, I think initially you guys kind of wanted to get it out a little earlier with the success of Judas, like in September, right? We did, and then, you know, the record company likes to have some time to promote, get everything ready. And in, in retrospect, it actually worked out pretty good because, like you said, Judas is still building. So if yeah. the record had come out or another single, it dilutes it. And as of right, as of right now as we're talking, Judas is the highest it's ever been on the rock charts, on the billboard charts, uh, on Octane. So, I mean... Like I said, I was kind of angry about October 13th, and from now I'm just going to shut up, sit in the back seat, and just be the singer of a rock and roll band. It's a lot easier that way. If you think, we stink. That's not going to be a rock and roll Sounds like a good plan, man. Chris Jericho, uh, Fozzie, again, congratulations on hey. all the success, man. I got one final question for you. Being, you know, you're a relatively fit guy, uh, you have had a very successful career as a professional athlete. Is breakfast really the most important meal of the day? For me, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. I, see, I can't eat a big I, breakfast. If I don't have my eggs and bacon and fruit, I feel not good. Bro. If I have that, I can go pretty much all day without having anything to eat. So living, there you go. Living it with you, man. I when, do it every morning. When you morning. say fruit, do you mean like melon balls or are you talking about like a half an apple? Uh, melon balls is good. Melon, yeah. Melon's yeah. good. Do, do you wear pennies in your loafers? No. <laughs> <laughs> right on, guys. Thank you so much. Hopefully, we get a chance to come to Reno on this uh, on this tour because uh, it's one of the places we've never been, and it's a great town. So, absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Look forward can't, to seeing you when you do. Can't wait to see you soon, Chris. Thanks Cheers, for the time. Guys, thanks for doing this. It was fun. All right. Take care. Take care. Hey, by the way, can you help support the podcast by making a donation? Be one of our Patreons. You can check out the link right here. Also, remember, a lot of the video versions of our podcast are found on our YouTube channel. All the info and all the digital stuff is found on our website at www.twodudesreviews.com. That's D-O-O-D-S. Talk to you next time.